I'm good. Very excited when I saw him pop up in the email. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 150 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, I'm Morgan Richards. This uh, could be anywhere in the world oh, as we reach true. a significant milestone with a true punk rock legend. Oh, that wasn't. Do you know what? I thought you were going to fill that <laughs> with loads and loads of song titles. Yes, this week's guest is fantastic human and all-round badass legend Wade McNeil. Yes, Wade has to be up there with one of the most influential songwriters and visionaries the alternative scene has ever had. The impact of Alexis on Fire and Gallows alone is ridiculous. And with us somehow celebrating 150 weekly episodes consistently, (laughs) who better to join us? for a little celebration. Wade is always busy behind the scenes with bands, writing for film and TV shows, and during this pandemic has used lockdowns to launch a new solo project in Doom's Children. It's a little bit more psychedelic. He's opened up a lot more personally with some different kind of roots with his debut album dropping October 20th, and we're going to get an insight into everything he's being involved with. I know this is so when you have a lot of love for Sean and really excited to have him on for this celebration. Yes, I've always been a big fan of Wade. Um, like I quickly mentioned in the podcast, um, yeah, for many, many a year, I had a poster on my wall of Alexis on Fire being supported by Hondo McLean, Bridgen's, one of Bridgen's finest metal bands, and When Reason Sleeps, one of my first bands. And um, yeah, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I just remember being amazed to be around them. And now we're lucky enough to potentially call him friends. I don't know if I'm allowed to call him a friend. Um, <laughs> Wade, let us know at Sapping Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know if we are friends. If we're not, that's fine. Um, but I've just taken it too far in my own mind. So uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, but- yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. I love I love Alex on Fire. I love Gallows. I love his work, the composing work he's done for games. Um, big fan of the music of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, and Doom's Children, fantastic, fantastic, psychedelic, blues, folky, rock, unbelievable. Yeah, after the interview, I was like, do you know what, I'm going to go back and listen to that now. So I went back and I was listening to Doom's Children, and the top comment on one of the videos I saw, it's Wade's playing an acoustic, is it an acoustic guitar? Is he an acoustic guitar or full electric guitar on his own? Psychedelic top, looking cool, and he had massive spikes on his wrist, right? Massive spikes, and someone said... Good idea, just in case an, an eagle fl- swoops down and lands on your fretted arm. <laughs> but yeah, check out Doom's Children. It's, f- it's cracking. His voice is amazing. I love the songs. And uh, yeah, it was really, really interesting to talk and catch up with Wade again. 
yeah it's definitely one of the guests i've wanted on this for so long so i'm happy we could finally do it and we're going to be talking about literally everything from all things alexis on fire to the announcement of playing slam dunk festival 2022 here in the uk recent reunion future plans and all that to how he's had to fight against his angry punk stereotype over the years interesting late night tour stories the time Gallows almost got abducted by a biker gang and a lot more. So, I mean, it's all happening on this episode. Yes, yes it is. And uh, yeah, thanks again to Wade and Wade's team for sorting this out. Um, as Morgan said, we've wanted we've wanted Wade on for quite some time. And um, yeah, it was a blessing to have it. So thank you very, very, very much. Um, and yeah, if, if you enjoyed the episode... Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SaplinPod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. And yeah, let us know uh, what you thought of this episode, future guests, ideas, um, any questions you want to know about bands or the band life or behind the scenes or anything that we do. And yeah, if you've listened to three or more episodes and enjoyed them, which I know you have, I know you have, unless this is your first time, and then welcome, welcome, please check out more, please check out more. Um, if you listen to three or more episodes, think about subscribing at patreon.com forward slash sapling, because all the money goes back into helping keep this podcast going, because uh, it is uh, free to everybody across the podcast world. So yes, patreon.com forward slash sapling, you get to become part of our amazing community, and there's loads of kickbacks for your support at our Patreon. So, yes. Yes, go and check out patreon.com forward slash Sapnin for all of Ooh, them. And if you are a regular listener, uh, I don't want to just take this moment to pat ourselves on the back because I think 150 episodes in a row without fail is a fucking massive achievement. So, well oh, it done. Is. It is. Well done. Well, yeah. Well done. Well done, us. Um, congratulations, Morgan. Oh, Thank you. But uh, congratulations to you too, Sean. But uh, as no, people will know, no, no, every every 50th episode, we like to change the ending of the podcast because normally you read out um, some of the elite members of our Patreon community, which sometimes they change their name, they try to be funny. But every 50th episode, I do it. And of course, the little shitheads have gone full bonkers. <laughs> so if you want I can't an extra you call them laugh, well, they are shitheads for some of the names I've seen already. So if you want to see why I'm so angry and probably get cancelled later on in this episode, stay tuned right until the end. But enough about <laughs> that. Wait. Let's enjoy the podcast while it's still a thing. This <laughs> is episode 150 with Our the awesome one. Wade McNeil. Thank you and goodbye forever. <laughs> Sapnin! Sapnin! Oh, I can't wait. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sapnin! 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 Hey! Oh, this, that is the waiting. longest. Yeah, that is the longest wait we've had so far for a sapnin, and I am absolutely <laughs> chuffed with it. 
This week's guest is frontman, musician, composer, punk rock legend, uh, a member of Doom's Children, Alexis on Fire, Gallows, <laughs> Black Lung, um, has been known to turn up on guitar for Cancer Bats before now as well. This week's guest is absolute legend, Wade McNeil. How are you, Wade? I'm good. Real good. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Toronto, Canada. Nice. It's an absolutely awful day here in Merthyr Tidville, <laughs> South Wales. So um, it's fucking dreadful. The sky is grey. The rain has been coming in sideways. So oh. it's good to see that somebody's having a nice time, yeah. and it's nice somewhere else anyway. Mm. <laughs> but how how have you been anyway man i know it's been a very busy period for you kind of behind the scenes i'm sure the last kind of two years has just been a whirlwind in itself anyway but just uh, how's things going on a day-to-day basis now on a day-to-day basis uh life is pretty good i think the kind of forced music hiatus has been positive for a lot of me and my friends, like it's been very, very difficult. There's been very trying things like emotionally, financially, you know, there's been, there's been a lot of difficulties, but I do think being forced to get off the road for a bit has been like a very positive thing. And uh, I don't know, it's been, it's been great in terms of me writing music and recording music and then just doing some stuff. I never, you know, have enough time to do. It's been a good motorcycling couple of years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what are some of those things that you don't normally get the chance to do that you've been able to enjoy with this this period? I think uh, one of the things that I've always wanted to do that I started kind of doing at the beginning of the pandemic was uh, writing, like starting to trying to write a book. Ooh. Oh, wow. It's always one of those things where I thought, you know, like maybe I'll do that at some point. And uh, it felt like the point. Caveat that I got about maybe four chapters and I stopped. <laughs> is it um, potentially autobiographical or is it just a novel? Is it fiction? What's the plan with it? It's like pr- pretty autobiographical. I don't know how much I want to like put it out there. You know, like Sean Smith said this on the bot. <laughs> yeah. Shit, he's got me. I knew I'd be cancelled someday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wade's book. Dave Smith. <laughs> yeah, Dave Smith. <laughs> nice. No, oh, fair play. And I obviously, as mentioned with Sean's massive list, juicing you, there's so much things you're just generally involved in on a day-to-day basis anyway. But I'm sure it's kind of nice to see now that things are gradually getting back to normal. I know that Alexis is just being announced for Slam Dunk next year. And uh, one thing I enjoyed was seeing you post uh just a photo drinking coffee seeing how nice it was that people are requesting you to come back to brazil again oh my god it's just <laughs> uh i guess there's all the things i forgot yeah about <laughs> band hey we're coming to coming to england and then the immediate uh please come to brazil's and then when we get a little bit closer to the date too you know i will be getting a ton of uh threatening messages about ticket sales personally because uh you know i'm also the fucking ticket mass ticket master representative of fucking hatfield or whatever people think i'm doing you know so uh there's all that fun stuff about being in a band yeah i fucking love the come to brazil (laughs) it's amazing like it's it's a universal thing for all bands so it's like all bands like like even my band who's like obviously nowhere near on the level that you guys are but like even my band would get, we never, we didn't even know if we had a, our record was available in Brazil. And we'd have people going, come to Brazil. And it's like, why is Brazil, why are you Brazilians so eager to have bands there? And then when you get there, it seems like they can't be asked. It's just, what a weird, what a weird, do you get anywhere else as well? Because like I yeah. used to get, we used to get come to Newcastle a lot. We had to come to Newcastle once the day before we played Newcastle as well, which was stupid. I like when people do the come to Newcastle and then you're like, we were there on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I will say I came to Brazil. It was awesome. Wow. We only played, Alexis only played Sao Paulo, but it is definitely maybe top three shows 
of our entire career. It was it was fucking nuts. And uh, I do really want to go back and do more of a like an actual tour and you know do more of South America. And I hope I can get that done. Perhaps that's why they're so eager to get people late because they know the shows are going to be so good. They're like, you have listen, you have to come to Newcastle. We've bought these fireworks in now. It's crazy to see that's kind of the universal meme for kind of tour announcement comments and everything as well. But uh, another thing I enjoyed is with that slam dunk announcement, um, a lot of people were saying how ran- obviously on the poster rancid uh below you and you didn't even realizing a friend messaged you to to inform you that what i was more shocked about is that the show had been announced oh wow um, well, yeah <laughs> the of that that slam dog had been announced i got the text from my buddy and i was like oh, okay let me check these emails um <laughs> so that's fine Oh, well, well na- nature is definitely healing. But no, as I mentioned, it's been such a busy time for you behind the scenes and especially with this new record coming out now with Doom's Children. I'm sure you're very excited to get this out now and, and see what show people what you've been working on all this time and, and something that's being a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, that's always exciting. You know, my, my favorite thing is, you know, being creative with my friends and collaborating with people. It's very different from anything I've ever done. That's always really exciting. And um, so, yeah, I think this has just allowed me to do, to write a bunch of songs that I felt even lent themselves to being much more introspective and honest and, you know, just like very direct emotionally. And then also live, you know, just the instrumentation of the record. Like, it's going to be cool to go out on the road with an organ player and like do something very, very different than I've done. And that's, that's really exciting. Well, what was the catalyst for the Dooms Children record? What what made you want to do something like this? Because it's a it's a bit more of like a psychedelic blues rock vibe um, that I'm getting. Was there any psychedelics that made you go, "Oh, I should do a band"? There was an era. There was an era of a lot of psychedelics. Uh, maybe when I started writing the record, but I think kind of from like just emotionally where I was at, I felt like a lot of things were kind of coming down around me. Like I wasn't in a very good place and I was listening to much more kind of like folk and 60s stuff. And I felt like it was helping me kind of get through what I was going through. And, and so this is an extension of that in terms of, I think like working through a lot of what I was feeling and uh, just, I don't know, trying to get to the root of a lot of the stuff that was bothering me and, you know, doing that through songwriting as and I'm lucky I have that as an outlet. Well, well, that's quite interesting because, you know, th- this record is a little bit different than anything you've done before. And especially just having those different musical vibes than Alexis or, or Gallows or anything like that. Do you think like in the past, you've maybe just been presumed to just be that punk rock guy that only listens to angry music and stuff because maybe that's what you're mo- known for and it's quite interesting now to have a project where you can just go completely different and, and show a different side to you? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, most people are quite preoccupied with with people being one thing, you know? Mm. And uh, I've always really listened to a lot of different music and loved a lot of different music and... Uh, I think kind of the further I get, the more I, more music I keep releasing, the more stuff I do, it, it begins to shatter more of those ideas. But I mean, even, you know, like even in joining Gallows, I think people were just like, well, that guy's like a guitar player. He's not a singer. But maybe people didn't understand that, you know, like I was like one of the main songwriters of Alexis. I just wasn't the guy that sang all the time or I would write stuff and the other guys would sing it. And so I think that was, you know, a step in another direction, working on music for film, video games and television and doing stuff like that. I think the fans of my records, like heard some of that and found some of that in such a different territory. And just maybe even the fact that I was just making that music, maybe allowed people to perceive what I do a little bit differently. And, uh, and I hope that uh, by putting this out, you know, it, it breaks down those ideas and those barriers a little bit more. So it, you know, it just eventually doesn't seem odd to anybody. But you've already mentioned that this is quite your um, most personal material to date. What 
about this project did you feel let you have that freedom to get out a bit more and and why now out of out of anything you've done before i think i just felt like when i began writing these songs i was a raw nerve and uh it was just the songs were just like really pouring out of me um and the more i wrote the more i wrote i don't know i wasn't interested in kind of like uh hiding what was going on with me anymore or disguising things in language or kind of like out there concepts to just be like very frank and honest about everything and uh that in itself is something different than i've done before so yeah it just it felt like it's felt like it's what needed to happen and that's a big thing with with music and i think the reason i continue to and release music is i have this urge to to not just make it but like to to like share with people to have people kind of i don't know, like reflect it back to you to connect with it like i couldn't just make a record and bury it you know it's that's kind of some of the stuff that was difficult about working on music for video games and films is like it just kind of like like fucking just like goes into the ether and people hear it but they don't react to it in this, the same way and it's fine they react to it differently but there's really something to be said about the connection you get from writing a song that resonates with someone you know well, yeah, I was talking to Morgan earlier about uh, your composing and stuff, and uh, I just wanted to know, how did you come to get involved in stuff like that and, like, Dark Side of the mm. Ring? and Yeah, so first, the first project I worked on was this hockey film, Goon, which is uh, written and directed by Jay Baruchel. Jay really opened the door to that entire world for me. He'd seen Alexis on Fire play in Montreal a ton of times, which I did not know. And then... After a show, he reached out to me and just said, like, hey, I was at the show. If you're in Montreal and you want to watch a hockey game sometime, like, let me know. I also point out that he was like, he, I asked him about this years later. I was like, were you wearing sunglasses when you answered the door? And I really like knowing Jay now, like, I really feel like he was just like, oh, shit, like, wigs here. And he was like, probably fucking really stoned. And then just like, just like, well, maybe I should put on these sunglasses. And then like, answered the door wearing sunglasses, turned around and completely like took them off immediately. And I was like, that happened, right? And then he started writing the sequel to Goon. I, my music, uh, and that became a larger part of it. Uh, I did a, a lot of music for that. And then, you know, when we were like doing the premiere for that, he said, I want you to be the composer for my next film, Random Acts of Violence. And in between the time that that happened, you know, I, I got asked to do a few horror films. Uh, Jason, who um, created Dark Side of the Ring, worked on Goon as an editor. And everything I've worked on has just kind of been like someone from this project talks to me about their other project. And it's been this very natural, like one thing to another. Um, and uh, yeah, I did like a lot of that for quite a few years. And then kind of COVID shot a lot of those plans out of the air. But, um, you know, in, a, in something now that seems like very positive, like had I been taking on those film projects and TV projects that went away, I wouldn't have made all the records I made this year. How different is it to write in songs for, say, something like Dark Side of the Ring compared to Doom's Children or Alex on Fire? I think, you know, sometimes like uh, no matter what the like film project is, like you need to just be serving like what the the most important thing is like the story that's being told. And and so, you know, sometimes the most effective thing you can do is like absolutely nothing. And sometimes music should be like like carpet, like under someone's feet. Like and it's just it's there, but in a very subtle way. And, and yeah, so, you know, and, but I have been lucky to work with people like Jason Eisner and Jay Baruchel that want to take musical risks and that are like big music fans themselves and are down to have something be pretty fucking wild when it should be. A real trip is like working on, like I did a lot of music for the video game Far Cry 5. One of the really weird things about that was like getting notes back from the musical director and them saying like, yeah, this is too catchy. <laughs> and it can't be because like this level is really really hard so like someone's gonna be playing this for like hours like this section and you can't have that like melody that you want to like you get stuck in your head 
Like that can't be there because it eventually will drive people fucking nuts. So, you know, approaching the music for that was like really interesting or what's like for the pause screen music, like what's interesting enough that you like it, but you could like pause it and like go make lunch and hear it in the background. And you definitely like a big shift as opposed to being like, I need to write a poem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's nuts. Yeah. Cause you never, yeah. you, Nobody's ever had a record label say to him, oh, you've got to, you've got to rewrite this song. It's too fucking catchy. Oh, it's wow. too good. This song is too good. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. That's the, yeah, you don't, you don't really hear that much of it. But, but especially when there's things you're writing for that have certain subject matter, like hockey or wrestling or anything like that. I mean, if you are a fan, do you try and separate yourself from what you kind of know about that kind of subject? Or was there things like, did you watch more wrestling to kind of understand what emotions you needed to portray in, in something like Dark Side of the Ring? No, I think just, uh, I think kind of the, you know, the first, the first idea, like what feels natural at the beginning is usually the way to go. But even saying that, I'd say my approach to music is always to try and do the counterintuitive idea, you know, to try and do something that's, that wouldn't be the norm. So, you know, like dark side, for example, is like, it's a lot of like avant-garde piano, you know, it's not just like corny synths. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, that that's an idea that like goes through a lot of the records I've made and just, you know, they are one thing, but they're always, I'm always trying to like, yeah, separate it a little bit differently. Have you, uh, have you made many friends, <laughs> made many friends with big wrestlers uh, since Dark Side of the Ring? You've got anyone there uh, in your phone that's uh, people wouldn't expect? It's, it doesn't have anything to do with that, but, uh, okay. but, um, through Alexis on Fire, Alexis on Fire and the Hart family are very Shut. close. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes. Um, the Hitman and Beans. <laughs> and, uh, the whole fucking squad are always out at the Calgary shows. Wow. I mean, it took a while for the big dog to get down there. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. The first time we ever played there, like the first time we ever played there, I met Beans and uh, she's fucking awesome. And her brother's great. And, you know, like there, they're like the fucking mob. Yeah. There have been like backstage at like every Alexa show, like out there forever. Right. Morgan, no. we need to get out. Dynasty. Yeah, we need to get to it. We need, we to, need get to get out, out there. Just to, <laughs> yeah, just to fucking meet Brett Hitman. Have you ever thought about having him come on during a show to take his glasses off and give them to you or somebody oh. else? Because that's what I'd fuck. I mean, that, that would have been the start of every show in, Cal in Calgary for me. Hitman would have had to have come out, full leather jacket I think, I think on. He's willing to do that for us. I would love it. You know? oh. Oh. We've got to. We've got to. Right, people <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Give uh, Brad Hitman Art a message. We need him oh. to uh, open the Alexis show. Wow, well, I didn't. I wasn't expecting Brett at uh, uh, shows as well. That's amazing. But on that on that trailer four, I mean, obviously, you've reached a point in your career now where there's so many things you have uh, like achieved and done and made friends with people that maybe you know, sixteen, seventeen year old, you wouldn't have really been able to comprehend. And there's a lot of opportunities that maybe you overthink, but when you look back, realize how important that was is there anything like that that comes to mind is there any people you've made friends with or just moments or crossovers you've been able to kind of just see in that time that really stick with you yeah i mean you never know what's going to happen when you meet people you know landed me in some very funny places a good friend of ours was this dude maddie matheson he's like a guy that toured with alexis he was one of my best friends we grew up together going to fucking punk shows and now he's like this world famous celebrity chef. Been a very funny shift. There was a time, there was a time in Toronto where people would say to Maddie, "Are you Wade McNeil?" And then <laughs> it very much shifted over to, "Oh no, are you, are you Maddie Matheson?" Ah. Uh... So um, that's like funny because just like his life, and because of like just being the kind of person he is, like. Like so many people, the fuck, the world's in love with him. I don't know. Me and him went to Guns N' Roses and when they were in Toronto last time. And they like, we got there and then they put us on the stage, like in two chairs 
by Slash. And then like Duff came over during the show and was like, to Matt, he was like, hey, I made your pancakes. <laughs> after the show, we're like, they're like, you guys want to meet Axel? And then we're like in Axel Rose's dressing room. He's in a bathroom. And we're just like eating pizza and talking about trailer park boys with them. And I'm just like, this is like, this is the highest echelon of music. And I'm here, nothing to do with my own music career. <laughs> I'm here because of Maddie's fucking fried chicken recipe. And uh, <laughs> also great. And then another very strange one, like in a very like, you know, alternate world is uh, quite a few years ago now during the Formula One race in Montreal, the driver, Daniel Ricardo won, got first place in Montreal. And then when he was like on the news, he was like, such incredible thing to win here in Montreal. I'm in Canada. My favorite band, Alexis on Fire is from here. You know, I was listening to them when I was warming up for the race. Wow. I've got their heart on my helmet. Like, wow. And uh, so like a bunch of people were just like saying, you know, sent me or fucking texted me. It was like this. This happened on the news last night. Uh, you know, we, we reached out to him and then like steel and me from Alexis, like went to formula one the next year. And we we're like in the fucking garage. Like we're in the pit when he's like in the, his spaceship car. We're just like, what is happening here? Cause it is also like formula one is also another territory where two of the guys from like Sunfire did not expect to find themselves <laughs> yeah, like, demonstrable, in, yeah. like in the fucking garage is like me and steel. And then there's like Tom Brady and fucking Anthony Hopkins. And we're just like, this is, I don't even know. I don't even know what no. to say about, this. you know? <laughs> so it's really funny. And then the even funnier part is that Ricardo is more stoked that we're there than Tom Brady. <laughs> Similar to Baruchel, he's just like a fucking awesome dude. And like, we've become good friends. And like, he's been out to like some shows. He, he came out to Reading when we were there last time and hung out. And when he's been in Australia when we've been there. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think I'm going to see him next month when I'm in LA. Oh, nice. nice. I think we've, um, yeah, we've reached out to him a couple of times, I think, because yeah, I've seen him like, I think bring me the rise and I didn't perform a song with him and stuff. And I, I wanted to get him on our podcast to talk to him about films yeah. and music and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he'd be a laugh. I think he'd be very, very funny. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Tom Brady as well. Like it's just such a good, I can just imagine you just being like in your head, just being like, ah, oh, see, you don't have to win like five Super Bowls or whatever. Just got to write some killer albums, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, but, but speaking of uh, Alexis on Fire as well, I mean, I know so many people over here in the UK are stoked that you guys are going to be playing Slam Dunk and there's been so much excitement surrounding the band since you came back off hiatus in 2015. And I feel like in that time away, people really realized how much, how important you were for a certain generation in that kind of post-hardcore scene for uh, a lack of a better term. Because now you guys are really doing it a bit more relaxed, I feel like there's no real pressure that you have to be a band 24-7. Have you kind of seen, seen Alexis in, in a different light? Like, how do you see the band now compared to when you were starting and just kind of doing your craft? When you're in it, you know, you can't, like, take a step back and appreciate it, you know? And it's uh, some really incredible things happen. You can't, yeah, you can't you can't really appreciate how beautiful it can be, you know, because you're just on to the next thing. And that's, that's probably necessary in order to just like keep up the pace of touring constantly and like playing well and making records. But as you said, yeah, there's the things felt different when we came back and they continue to, the shows continue to get bigger but just the mood at the shows is like really something special. Like, I mean, I've always loved touring in England and Alexis from day one has always had a very special relationship with the UK and it's always been great. But, you know, when we were there, like at Alexandra Palace last time, like really something was in the air. I don't know. Like, I'm not exactly sure exactly how it's gotten to this place. Um, 
but it's something that we're the five of us are really so grateful that it's it feels the way it does and also like want to give it the respect that it deserves and make sure uh even though like i do feel like you know one of the things you said that there is not as much pressure Mm. um but uh at the same time like we want to make sure like when we go do stuff it's exceptional and we're playing like the best show we've ever played and so yeah it's really one of the things that happened a lot is like alexis practiced a lot during covid you know and was able to practice in a way like we hadn't since we started the band so we were like rehearsing and then ordering pizza and then like watching escape from new york <laughs> and i was like this isn't happening like years because everyone's like rushing off to do something and you know like life catches up with you so we're really thankful for where we're at and i think we're able to view it a little bit differently you know and just in terms of what we've accomplished and uh and yeah i can't wait to get back out on the road and we're like you know we're booking more shows right now but yeah it'll be great to be at slam dunk yeah yeah i'm sure i i know i know, I know a lot of people got very very excited about that but I, I mean it's interesting what you mentioned and i feel like in in some way because so many people have accepted not only maybe all of you but the fans and just kind of bookers and all that kind of thing that you you'll do alexis really when it feels right for you all uh, because you all have so many different bands and projects and life and families and stuff outside of it that when you are going okay well alexis is going to play here that everyone involved from the audience to the band is so up for it in a different way yeah i think there's something to be said about that for sure especially for us like it feels genuinely amazing to like be standing on stage together and and be doing it and like i feel lucky we found our our way back to it when we called it a day like no one thought we would ever play again and then you know it was like five or six years later and a weird thing happens when you break up your band is people keep offering you shows <laughs> like right away like we broke up in an extraordinary fashion and people are like do you want to play coachella this summer <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got a gig for you in nine days. Are you up for yeah, it? We broke up last month. <laughs> yeah. um, five, it was like six years of turning down a ton of shows. The dust had settled, and I think we we're all feeling very good about the band. And you know, we're we're all hanging out and just like I don't know, going and watching hockey games or fucking like hanging out and shit. And we were all at a city and color show, like at a riot fest. Dal was headlining riot fest, and we we're all there hanging out. And he was like, should we just play? Why don't we play? And we're all like, hmm, could we play? And then our bass player was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're going to do it? So thankfully, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd all have been up here um, going, is this happening? Uh, are we is doing it? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but kind of shortly after that, we got an, an offer for Ride Fest the next year. And we were like, we almost did it. <laughs> yeah, 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 we all, we almost did it for fuck all. Let's do it for yeah. some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we we started playing a few festivals, and they felt so good, felt so nice to play again, and and yeah, what we just talked about about the kind of the the atmosphere at the shows felt remarkably changed, and and uh, it's just like been building on that goodwill. I think like since we got back, and and we're gonna continue to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think sure. what uh, yeah, what some of it is is because uh, the fans have been through the heartbreak of you guys splitting up. That they're so again, like you are from from your point of view, it's the same with the fans. I think people are just so grateful that you're ag- again playing together. You're actually together that they just cannot wait. And I think that's what it's made people hungrier for it than ever. That they're like, right, we got a second chance. We have to appreciate this now because I think that's what happens. <laughs> Like people get, they get a favorite band. Favorite band brings out a few records, and you know they kind of go, "Oh yeah, they're about all the time." But then as soon as they get that taken away, because ultimately I, I went through something similar when when the blackout um, failed miserably. We then, yeah, we had the same thing then where we were like, "Oh well, what do, you know? What people want us to do stuff and all this shit." And I think, yeah, I just think it's it's the gratefulness of you guys existing and playing together that's made people so hungry for it and yeah i can't fucking not wait for slam dunk 
it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a sea of yeah. fucking people going mental. And I cannot <laughs> wait. I can't wait. He's going to be down yeah. the front as well. He's going to be oh, the, the main to- person, like, Fucking tops off pits. in the pit for me. Tops <laughs> off in the pit for me. Fucking uh, right. But I'm I'm not I'm not gonna ask you about like when an album is due or anything like that because I know you get a lot of lot of shit. But obviously there has been singles coming out. You said that you're all kind of practicing and stuff more. So I, I guess eventually in the future, whether it's a year, five years, whatever from now, that 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 is something on the mind eventually. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything we, we've done so far is just like wanting it to feel right and wanting it to feel sincere. And, uh, and I think, yeah, we, I don't want this to be like a, just a nostalgia trip, you know? And I think we started working on music again when we put out the songs a few years ago uh, because we felt like we had songs to write still. Like, I don't know exactly, you know, what that's going to be. You know, I can't like pin it down exactly because I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's certainly like we haven't put out the last stuff we're putting out. That's for sure. Nice, 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 nice. And, and while we're speaking of material, uh, this year actually marks the 15th year anniversary of Crisis. Now, I know, I know a lot of people really find that album something near and dear to them. Um, do you have like any like memories that kind of come straight to mind around that kind of cycle or recording or just that time? Well, we went to Brixton on that record and that felt like a real, you know, earlier I said, it's hard to step back and kind of like smell the roses with your band, but you know, that felt like something's happening today. Something important is happening. I don't know how this band is here. I don't know how this band is, you know, at this venue, I've heard so much about bands I've loved have played here over the years. And, and like, what do you mean we've sold that many tickets? And, and, uh, that felt like a really important day and an important moment for us in England. And furthermore, I will say when the show was over and we went outside, George was, uh, our singer George is like, we should go somewhere. Let's go out and celebrate. And a, it sounds like a fucking, it sounds like it's a fucking comedy film. What's about to happen, but a woman dressed in like all white with a white fur coat with like a white fedora, like a, a lady pimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, was like, she was like, you boys want to go out dancing? And then everyone was like, had had enough beers that they were like, yeah. Let's go with you. <laughs> and I she's love like, dancing. And she's like, and she's like, my name's Queen B. And so we go with this woman, like through Brickstand. She's like, you know, I'm I'm a bit, little bit like this is some, this is gonna get real stabby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. And uh, everyone else is like, what you want to live forever, McNeil? <laughs> uh, like, had that amount of drink. Um, and. Uh, no one gets stabbed. She brings us to this like amazing, like Jamaican spot, walks us in past like the line, like she knows the guy at the door. And then everyone just like dances all night. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> not a, the best thing ever. Not a single stab, like not a single <laughs> stab. Queen Bee. Wow. I've written it down. I've written it down, <laughs> Queen Bee. Queen Bee Brixton. I've written it down. I'm going to well, find her. If Queen Bee from <laughs> Brixton is listening, uh, please get in touch. She does every week, obviously. Please get in touch. Thank you so much for one of the, the best nights of my life. Oh, that's fucking incre- brilliant! Like, that's, yeah. that's incredible. That that that's such a story that paints a picture in the head, though. Like, I'd love I'd love to see that acted out on a music video or something. <laughs> We've got to meet Queen Bee, really, haven't we? That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, we do. We do. Fucking dancing in Brixton with Queen Bee. <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing. Honestly, as I started thinking about it and started talking about it, like this is how, why. Yeah. There's so many moments like Ellen Bands things where you're like, what the fuck do we do? Why do we go with this person? Why do we trust this random person in this random country? It's fucking crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's oh. mad how naive bands are. <laughs> like you just you just played to like fucking five and a half thousand people, right? That's fucking amazing. And then next minute you're out on the street looking for something to do. You'd think the promoter would be like, right, well, we better keep these and fucking sort out a night for them to go. No, they're outside talking to Queen Bee. Oh, they'll end up in the Jamaican spot then. That's fine. Fucking brilliant. That's so good. Thank you for oh, that, Wade. Yeah, oh, thank crying. you. I'm crying. I'm crying. Thank you so much. Is, is there is there any other like just random as fuck moments that have happened over the years like that where you just think, how did that not end badly? I mean, it's literally just 10 years of that. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that, yeah, I guess, yeah. Just different queen bees in different cities with different names. Dude, that's a hard, like, it's a hard thing to kind of like to think about that stuff because it's just like, uh, you know, it, it pops into your head and you, you, there's so much of it. It's hard to like, you know, sift through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, t- I tell you what then, hopefully by the time Slam Dunk comes, um, we'll all be able to get together in person and do one of these. We would love to do one of these in person with you. If you can just remember a couple of crazy fucking stories because i know you've got loads of them i know you've got loads of them oh what we'll um, do what we'll do is we'll we'll uh hook us up with like portable mics and we'll go out and oh, see what no. <laughs> we'll end up dead man we'll end up dead we'll end up getting stabbed yeah it's just like it's just a series of like maybe you're just open to crazy things happening and you're a little bit tired you're a little bit hungover and then gallows played in i don't know exactly where this would have been where is South Shropshire? Right. Um, that's a good question. Anyways, the city <laughs> that is like in that area, yeah, we're like loading into the club. Some guy fucking comes up and he's like, hey, me and the boys are having a fucking beer next door. Like, if you want to come over and say what's up. And I was just like, who is this fucking sons of anarchy? Look, a motherfucker. Like, get out of my face. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he walks away. And he's wearing like an outlaw's cut. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a real guy. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a guy at the crowbar wearing a biker costume. That's a real <laughs> fucking guy. And he's, got a fucking, he's got a fucking like he's got the president's patch on it. And I was just like, shit, OK, you know, we go set up. We do sound check and everything. And then I like pop downstairs to the bar and he like sees me he's like, come here. And then like. The entire club is at the show. Like the entire club is there. The entire South Shropshire Outlaws. They give me like a support shirt. And he's like, wear it when you play. <laughs> no, like, I'm wearing a different guy. <laughs> and then uh, I get a picture with all of them. And I'm just like, this is going to like, this is going to stop me from getting across a border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then take a picture and he's like, everyone's super nice. I'm meeting all the guys. And uh, and he's like, "Do you want to do speed now or later?" No, like, you want to do speed <laughs> yeah, yeah, or when? Yeah. When? It's one or the other. Yeah. It's two times. One of the times is immediately. The other time is immediately. <laughs> and I was like, "Later." <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have to be later on. Later. So we play the show. Um, the show is crazy. There's um, there's some guy in the front of the show, Zig Highland. As soon as we start playing, Stu uh, kicks him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Squad, like the crowd, like, fucking, like, piles on him, like, kicks the shit out of him, like, throws him out of the club. This is, like, well, the first song's happening. <laughs> and then it's, like, and there's also the fucking entire fucking motorcycle club there just hanging out. The show is great. I dedicate uh, one of our anti-police anthems to the club. We've come off stage. We're going to do the encore. And the fucking guy grabs me. He's like, you didn't dedicate a song to the club. And I was like, yeah, I did. And he's like, do it again. So I get up on stage to do the encore. I dedicate another song to the club. And then we finish the show. We're having some beers. And they invite us to go back to the clubhouse. I'm going to change upstairs. And Lags is like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm like, all right, this is going to get fucking nuts. Go downstairs and none of the club is there. The bouncer is like one of the guy's girlfriends beat the fuck out of some girl at the show. Like it's one of the guys is like, yeah, one of the guys, old ladies, like (laughs) some girl and like everybody got like shoved out and they like fucking, you know, just took off or whatever. I guess we're not, 
we're not going. Yeah, guess we're not doing our speed, then. <laughs> Shit. Guess we're not doing our speed. Yeah. Wow. So oh. it's just endlessly that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, as, as, being outlaws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, sounds like a, a, a standard Thursday night for Gallows, really. Like casual yeah. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, dressed on Thursday for gallows. Yeah. How about the um how about like the just like like a part of the story that's just like um glossed over because there's so much other crazy shit happening? Stu <laughs> kicks a Nazi in the pit. Yeah. Just yeah but... <laughs> uh, oh. I, oh, I fucking love Stu anyway, but that's fucking I can, I can see him doing that. I could just imagine. Oh yeah. Oh. He will kick you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't be a nazi Stu will kick oh. your face <laughs> is there um is is there much conversation between the gallows boys to try and do something again eventually yeah. we uh you know we got fucking covid crushed our plans pretty hard you know we had we had a tour last summer part of it was able to be removed to this summer but the vaccination rollout in canada was just really 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 slow and i just didn't have both the doses like in time to get me over there and logistics of all the border stuff. But, you know, I think like, uh, um, with kind of all my projects, like I just want to, I want things to feel back and safe and good so we can do it and not like a weird version of it. Like, I don't want to go play a, a room to like a third of the people that want to be there. Like, I want to feel safe. I want people to feel safe. And, uh, so like I'm willing to like you know to wait until it feels good and uh, and yeah it's like we're we're getting back there. Nice. I, oh, what, one last question from me: Have you ever done double duty where you've done like gallows and then onto Alexa on fire later? In the <laughs> because surely gallows and Alexa on fire a slam dunk would be something. No, I've done like two shows. I've done like two gallows shows in the same day. I've done like two Alexa shows in the same day, but I've never. I've never crossed the streams like that. Sounds horrible, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Could be for you. Good for good for the punters, I was thinking. Bang for their buck. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> yeah. You got two minutes to get the stage quick oh. in between. Yeah, but awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but but I know it's just that's just your life. You've got so many different projects, I'm sure it's hard to 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 keep up with with everything, but with all that now, obviously, Doom's Children, the album comes out on 20th of October. Um, I'm sure you've got loads of plans surrounding that and just everything else. But what really can we expect coming forward now in just the immediate future? Yeah, so I'm, I'm playing my first shows in uh, Canada in December with the band. Like, it's definitely something I want to take on the road and, like, go everywhere with. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, hopefully there's some stuff that the other projects like aren't a hindrance to it. Like, I think that might even help, you know, maybe it'd be great to like, you know, Alexis is coming over for slam dunk and like, and slam dunk only, you know, as is the way with those, like those big festivals, but like either like maybe the week leading up to that or the week following that, like would be a great time to do like a, like a Doom's children tour across the country. And yeah, I'm starting to work all that stuff out now. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's cool. Like, especially for Doom's children, the stuff from England, it's such different gigs than I've ever done. Like, you know, the agent's like, do you want to play with like the MC five? Like, would you do an Alice Cooper tour? Wow. Like stuff. Like yeah. Wow. Fucking yeah. like I would. Yeah. Funny thing, like, shows and being like, like the people that are at those shows be like, whoa, these really young guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that child was on before Alice Cooper. <laughs> I liked his style. I think he's going to grow up to be a nice lad. Yeah. <laughs> oh awesome well thank you thank you so much for this it's been it's been really fun it's been super good seeing you again oh i forgot to mention i did have a poster just there on my wall that was one of the first gigs one of my bands ever played one of my bands was called when reason sleeps and when reason sleeps hondo mclean and alexis on fire once played club eva bach in south wales in cardiff together and that was on my wall for many many a year oh so, definitely um, showed up that day and went don't think we're going to be saying this club name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. De I know you turned up what that day that? and went, yeah, you definitely turned up that day and went, we are never loading into this venue ever again because the stairs <laughs> at the back of the venue are a fucking yeah. killer. Oh, yeah. I know that oh, much. For, but sure. for sure. But yeah, man, this has been 
absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for all the music with absolutely everything. Uh, we're so excited for Slam Dunk and fingers crossed we'll be able to do one of these maybe in the flesh then or sometime soon. Yeah, let's do that Slam Dunk for sure. All right, dudes. You listen to Sammy Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, big fan, massive fan of Wade. Massive fan of Lex on Fire, huge fan of Gallows, big fan of Black Lung, loved his work on Dark Side of the Ring, really enjoying Doom's Children. Fair play to him. Good on you, Wade. I'm fucking enjoying this a lot. Yeah, he's a very busy man, so I really appreciate him taking the time out to chat with us. Um, Not to say we've caused any uh, mayhem as well, but you did mention in the intro, sometimes filling for Canterbats, and the guitarist for Canterbats left the band this week, so uh, if if Wade's seen playing some more shows with them, um, I think we should get some some percentage of his fee, really. Yeah, well, we tr- we've tried this with most artists, really. Mm. We've, we've been looking at a good while how we can get a percentage of their fees. And uh, it's not really working because, uh, if anything, Jamie Mateus owes us from Bullet for Valentine owes us the most. So uh, Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. But it's, if we keep saying it, someone's got to pay us somehow, I guess. Yeah, someone will go one day. Oh, Eventually. just shut them up. Send Eventually. Them, send them 30 quid. <laughs> send them 30 quid and just shut them up for fuck's sake but yeah thanks again to wade thanks again to uh wade's team for sorting it out um it was a fucking lovely chat some insane stories that i was never expecting yeah shout out to queen b there she sounds like a right <laughs> character if anyone's been out in brixton uh, over the years and has ever come in contact the queen b let us know your stories about her i we need to track it down Probably worth her getting over a guest. Imagine if she got every single artist who's ever played Brixton Academy out afterwards. She'd have some stories. So let us know Jesus at Christ, Pod yes. on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, remember that Doom's Children's debut studio album will be released October 20th worldwide. So go and pre-order a copy or pre-save it on your streaming platforms and all that malarkey and alexis on fire will be returning to the uk in the summer of 2022 for slam dunk festival also announced on the bill so far are rancid the wonder years and our good friends in hot milk who we recently did an episode with the used who we did an episode with about eight year ago or so and motion city soundtrack you should definitely Go back and check out our conversation with Justin Courtney Pierre. Wonderful chaps. I'm looking forward to that coming very, very soon. Um, but with all this, Sean, I think it's time now for me to potentially get cancelled because uh, oh, if nice. anyone's yes. enjoyed this podcast, obviously remember to go and check out our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapning it's the best way to support us over there there's a loads of extra bonuses goodies you get just a, a insight into our wonderful community as well and make some amazing friends but as beautiful as those people are when we give them the opportunity to take the piss they absolutely go with it so you normally read the names of our elite members at the end of the episode but they've changed it now because every 50th it's mine to do. Yeah, if, um, it feels like it feels like I'm on a break. It literally <laughs> feels like I'm having a break. I'm excited for this, but if we do get cancelled, even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, can I just hmm. say, you've worked very, very well. You've worked very, very hard over the, over the last 150 episodes, Morgan. Um, Thank you. When you get cancelled now after this, what mm. we'll do is we'll give it a month, okay. right? We won't post anything. We'll wait for everybody just to forget. Ah. And then we start doing little videos on Instagram again. And then people completely forget that you've read out these names that were written by other people <laughs> and annoy you a fault anyway. Exactly. Um, and then we, uh, we're back in the game. So we might Yay. have a month off now. So that, this might be all right. <laughs> that's <laughs> a be holiday. That's a, that's a good plan. But if we do continue, just to say as well, keep updated on our social media pages and our Patreon, especially because there's a lot more little celebrations and milestones we're reaching very, very soon that we're very excited about and want to uh, do a few things for it and let you all know in advance. So at Sapling Pod and our Patreon is the best way to be for all of that. Yes, I've got a uh, Zoom call after this with one of our patrons, Ooh. actually. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. But Lovely. Morgan, mm. you need to thank the elite <laughs> members of our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you check out the description of this podcast, you will see Morgan has written down names of many of our Patreons. Well, this is the bit where he reads out the top tiers, and they are... As follows. Fucking A special evil. thank you to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Urangatan Claus Luaway, Urun Stop Ball, Amadine, thank you so much, Shauna Morgan, for everything, Urbano. That's a nice one. Thank you very much. That is a nice one. Thank you. Mitch Perry, Dilly, I thought this was only fans, Grimwood. Kelly Irwin, Kelly Young, Liam Connolly, Natasha Morris, Scooby Drew Styles, Nathan Crawshaw, Emma Barber, I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitter sheet I slit. Don't, right, know, what Paul, yeah. I don't, don't know what Paul's gone for there. Uh, yeah. Sam Perz... Pudrosilahopaparamagrifis. Wait a minute, wait a Let me log in. I need to see these because I need to see how badly you were pronounced. I should have logged in tonight. Stupid Sean. Bloody Sean. It's all lower caps. If he's tried to fit loads of words into this, I have no bloody idea. Sam pseudo pseudo hypoparathyroidism Griffiths. Well, how am I... It's all lower caps. How am I supposed to get that? Thank you to Tony Michael, Kat Besson, Captain Hannibal, Jenny Robertson, Mary Grimwood, Con... Cogrash... What? What? I can't Co- even. Oh, fucking hell. What are they trying... I can't... Wait. It goes Cog- on too long to read anyway. Right. Cog- let me have a look. Oh, look what it... Cogrash... 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 Congratulations. Right. It's congratulations. We've sussed that out. Congratulations... On reaching this milestone episode, you bastard, Scott. Fuck I can't believe I had to read now. that out. And for, pe- for people who just think we can't read English, he has literally phonetically spelt every bit of that out, and it is all wrong. Thank you to Johnny Phillips, Amy Campion, Vince Mack, book me and Sean versus Real Big Fish in a steel cage tag team match <laughs> at SummerSlam 2022. Mickey McDonald McMuffin Buns, Caroline Robinson, Chris Howard, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Kevin Clark, Danny Eaton, Carl Pengelbury, Led- Lydia Henderson, James McNaught, Craig Wibble, Wobble, Bibble, Bobble, Piddle, Poddle, Harris, Jenny Sexy Boy Munster, Lucy Deards, Emily Perry, John and Emma, Jason Heredia, Becky Handy, Stuart McNaught, Kelly Emma Cannon, Ollie, Mr. Tongue Twister tried to train his tongue to twist and turn and twist and twat to learn the letter T, Amesbury. I think I fucking <laughs> nailed that one. Adam King of the Goths Pass, though. Josh, Super Sappy is... Super Sappy is ballistic. Other podcast crisp. No, no, no. It's because it, it cuts out because it's, you've got to uh, open up. Josh Super Sappy is ballistic. Other pods are atrocious. Crisp. Even the sound of it is simply quite atrocious. Uh, thank you to Alice Wood, Kieran Hallen, Reese Bowering, 
Ben Evans, Amy Chilvers, Kate Stevenson, Connor Lewins, and by no means least the wonderful Livy Cropper. Thank you to Whose every single. Whose birthday was this week? It was Livy Cropper's was, birthday this week. It was. So, so late, happy, happy birthday, birthday to Livy as well. We love you very much, and thank you to every single person in our wonderful Patreon community and those bastards who changed their names and tried to make me <laughs> a fool. Um, I do appreciate it. It's a good laugh. Why not join in on the fun at patreon.com forward slash sapnin? Yes. Well done, Morgan. You got through that. I didn't think you would. Hey, Neither did if I. you've reached this far, let us know because that was a fucking struggle for all of us. So, uh, yeah, let us know. As Morgan says, we will be back each and every week, even though at some point we're both going to die. Not the same week, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but yes, each and every week we will be back next week. Episode 151 yes. with uh, Hulk Hogan and um, The Rock. Oh, uh, uh, are we? I don't know. I'm, manif- I'm doing that manifesting. Have you heard about this manifesting that everybody's <laughs> yes. talking about? Yeah, Hot Milk talked about it on our episode yeah. with them. When you, yeah, if you just think really hard about something, it happens. Okay, right. Which I'm gonna is mad. Rich. I'm yeah. going to be rich. No, but why don't I'm all the manifestors rich. just get together and think really hard about the virus fucking off? Anyway, let's go. Something! <laughs> Something! Sorry to anybody who reads The Secret, but... Come on, it's hard work, isn't it? The answer is. Bye! You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.